talking to Base Politics. I'm Evan. I'm Alex. Hey guys. Hope you are well. Uh, we are uh, back after a week off. Um, a little bit of some hectic stuff. You know, we're, uh, we're you know, it's summer. And uh, we're getting prepared to go back to school next mm-hmm. week. Um, so this will be a uh, school assignment um, that will be handed in every week. Hopefully we can use this. I'm hoping we can just use this. I mean, I used one of my one of the things we put out that Kurt Flood oh, yeah. uh, podcast was actually an assignment, but I just felt like it was uh, it was really good, and so uh, you know, I, I I wanted to share it with people. I never thought of that. If we ever need to do a video product project, yeah, or I never either of us. Yeah, just... we can do interviews and stuff like that's part of. We're going to do interviews. We talked about doing interviews. The mm-hmm. person we were going to interview doesn't want to talk about baseball anymore. Um, so oh, I, we're figuring that out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to if we want Sarah on the podcast. It will be a lacrosse. Pod. We'll be a lacrosse pod for a while. Uh, something I know a sport I truly know nothing about. Truly, uh, truly. I had a lacrosse stick at one point. Is it a stick? A lacrosse. net? It's a stick with a net. I do remember net. like playing lacrosse yeah. in like a park. Yeah, I, I I had one. Yeah, no, I never played like it's in a league. It's probably a fascinating sport. It's a cool sport. It's it a, seems like hockey. Yeah, it's like hockey with it, no skates. It's like hockey with yeah. It is. It is more like hockey. I always like playing it. It's fun. Yeah, because it's like playing catch. You do cool dekes with yeah. like the the stick. You twirl it around and stuff and like. Oh yeah, um, it's a vibe. It's cool. I like that sport. Yeah, I also respect that. Speaking, of, we're talking about Sarah Griffin. Yeah, Sarah um, Griffin, SKG. She's great, but like we like, it's a that's a bold choice, like in a great choice, like mm-hmm. for her to be like, oh, I've been writing about baseball ever since I've been a writer, but I I enjoy this more. Yeah, that's it's a hard thing for anyone to do. It's it reminds of... me of like when I used to watch like video game streamers a lot. It's like those guys and girls both struggle with like it, when you get popular off of playing Fortnite or mm-hmm. whatever. It's hard to go play another game because you're scared of all your viewers just leaving because you're mm-hmm. not playing that one game you became famous of. But you don't want to play it anymore because it's just like... Because you're done with it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that. Exactly. I've got burnt out about writing about baseball and I still love it. And to me, it's like kind of the, you know, it's almost the opposite for me where I, I started writing about politics and was just writing about that for the most part. Um, and, you know, I've kind of decided that like I want to do my internship in baseball. Mm-hmm. And that was, and it's honestly just because I like writing about it more. I like talking about it more. It's it's what I want to do. You know, that's why we started this, and it's just fostered this love of of like the sport. And and it's like it's kind of it's it's just it's more fun to me than mm-hmm. talking about. I like talking about politics, and obviously we talk about it on this show occasionally. It's mm-hmm. more baseball than politics these days, as it you know warps and shifts. Yeah, um, especially during the season. I'm sure in the off season yeah. we'll have more less to talk about. So therefore, yeah, we'll have other topics and such yeah and some politics stuff is just like kind of depressing to talk about you know like yeah. so I, I just don't want to be especially in a, yeah, with i don't like, want to talk about what's going on in texas yeah you know? it's just it's, sad it's just fucking horrendous just like and so obvious you know and just like a one word on it i will say is that like if you think that this is the fault of exclusively the republican party then like open your eyes and see like democrats like use abortion being at risk every single election to fundraise and to build support because they mm-hmm. act like they'll do anything about it. But if it's constantly in jeopardy, then they will always have more donors. They will always have more fundraising to do. If it ever becomes actually secure and Roe becomes the like law of the land, then like what's the point of the Democratic Party? If they, they don't defend people in in and average people it in any like any cancer. other way. It sounds like cancer. It's like 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this might be a weird. Oh, yep. It's like. Go off, Kang. They don't want to cure cancer because no. they make so much money off of doing cancer. Like, you know, this might die. I don't out think of it. doing cancer. Out of doing cancer research, I guess. You know, like they get so much money to do cancer research. It's almost like they don't want cancer to be cured. Yeah. that's. Uh, it's that's obviously a, different, but that's what came into my brain. It's a reasonable. And also the shitty thing is, is like, this isn't going to stop women from getting abortions. It's just going to make it, make them do it illegal and very unsafely. Yeah. Which is the bad thing. Yeah. So there's your depressing politics for the the day. This is a politics podcast, at least fifty percent. And now, so <laughs> back to the baseball. Yeah, I just I I wanted to just briefly well, mention a, that. That's a back to what, like that's a baller decision. Write about what you want to write about. Write about what make you make videos wanna... about what you want to yeah. make videos about. Do Total. it because you love it. Like yeah. if like if we get famous somehow after doing this baseball podcast, but. It, some way down the line, it's like, oh shit, I really like watching soccer. Yeah, we're gonna talk about soccer because that's what we want to talk about. Yeah, that hurts your viewership. It hurts your viewership. Do what you love. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's literally not worth like just sacrificing your joy of something to like just keep doing it. For... I know. I've written some stories. Like I wrote a couple stories. Wrote a couple stories about USC and like I wrote one about basketball. Mm. And it was like, and you should feel free to do that. Like, they're the, the worst numbers I've ever done. But who cares? Yeah. It was fun to write about. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I was interested in writing about then. Yeah. You know? And that's like, what it's about. Ultimately, yeah. What we are interested in most of the time is talking about baseball. I also am kind of into college football now. Yeah, which and is hilarious. Maybe I'll... It was very funny because I was never... I did pl- try... I did almost play football. I did... <laughs> I did almost... I, I came close to it. I did almost play football. I did... I went to camp in the summer and I was doing really well. I think I was like vying for a wide receiver spot, but my parents said you can't play because you can't, you're, you barely pass grade nine in many, many regards. And like, you can't, uh, I, you just can't like practice every day with the football team. You're going to fail everything. And I was like, fair enough. You know, that's probably good. But I, I do have a love for football in my past, but I just have not been into it for like ever. Uh, Breaking news: Bobby Dahlbeck was just named AL Rookie of the Month. Wow! Put on the board. Wow! Fuck you to all who doubted him, including myself, <laughs> including you, throughout <laughs> most of the season. Literally, I don't think I've flip flopped on a player more than Bobby Dahlbeck. It's like, yeah, he's doing good. He hit a home run today. Oh, okay, he just struck out four times today. Okay, well, he's doing good again. No, he's having good. He's having a good month, or the month is over. But yeah. It just ended. He had a good month. Sorry to interrupt you. I just saw that. No, I mean, I, if we ever want to talk about college football, look, I'll start another podcast. You know, there's not enough of those. Yeah. Like, I would never, I don't think I'll ever be interested in college football. No, I mean, and that's fine. I'll start another podcast. Yeah. But like, you know, we are interested in baseball and that's what we're going to talk about. And sometimes we talk about politics. And that's what this podcast is about. That's why it's called Base Politics. Yeah. As Amen. for what's going on, you know, um, it's hot in the streets. Last month of the year. Baseball. Or it's hot the, the regular season. I did call the last episode, I think, the home stretch. We're really in the home stretch now. Yeah, it's September. It starts today, yesterday. Like things are things are really up in the air. I mean, you've got a few divisions that are sealed, but we've seen a lot of change even since we talked last time. Mm-hmm. I think the Yankees were in the middle of their thirteen game win streak when we did our last pod. Yeah. That streak is over, and then they did, had like a three-game losing streak that they snapped last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still looking pretty good um, overall. I mean, you you know, like it's gonna break eventually. Like the there's just was, like the wild card right now is close, and I thought the Yankees are only two games up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're only two games up on the Red Sox for that first spot, mm-hmm. which I thought was surprising. 
Because in my brain, it was like when the Red Sox just plummeted down and the Yankees were coming up, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, the Yankees are 28 games above the Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that was just what it was in my brain, that it was just unreachable. But yeah. now it's like the Red Sox are two behind, and then the A's are now, they won today already. So they're one and a half back of the Red Sox. And then the Mariners are like two, three and a half, Jays are four and a half. And mm-hmm. it's like, holy shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really not out of reach for any of those top five teams. Yeah, like it there's really a is. possibility that the Jays and the Mariners yep. get the two wild cards. It's spots. honestly not ridiculous. Like it's it, unlikely, but it's possible. Even like a month ago, like me saying that the Yankees are going to have the top wild card spot would have been like I'm not. Nobody would have said it. It's impossible, but it looked much less likely than it, oh, it did. Yeah. Like they had to go on that huge run. Um, and they need to keep it up if they're going to have a chance. To be yeah, honest. they go so. if they go seven and six instead of thirteen and zero in that stretch, they're if they're not even in the second wild card spot, right? You know, they're like right behind the A's. I think yep. obviously I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I think so. But like if they if they don't go thirteen and zero, that's scary. Not yeah. scary, but they're not in the playoff spot. That's how no, like important that run is. That yeah. team is so good. The Yankees? The Yankees, yeah, they're looking great. It's like Gallo's not even playing that well. Oh. He's doing all right, but he's a, a below-average player since he's been a Yankee. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like clubhouse moves, man. They just don't even... Anthony Rizzo bringing COVID all around. I'm just joking. <laughs> I just hate Anthony. He's an anti-vaxxer. But, yeah. like, it's... I I think I talked about this before. It's like the Red Sox, I think a reason, not an excuse for them playing horribly lately, it's almost like when the deadline came and all they got was Schwarber, it was like to the clubhouse. It was like, oh, well, they don't believe in us. And it's not that like Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo are like, have been insane for them. They've been good. They've been mm-hmm. all right. They make the team better Definitely. on the field. Definitely. But it's like, it shows guys like Odor and Judge and, and all those Boyd. guys. Oh, shit. They, they want, they think we can win. And it Let's pushes, go win. It pushes guys like Voigt. To like had his spot kind of taken. And that's what happened to Bobby to too. To be like, oh Bob, shit! They I told pro- Bobby, "Hey, Schwarber's gonna take your job," and he yeah. was like, "Okay, I'll just hit ten home runs this month." Yeah, exactly. Same, same with Voit. Yeah, same with Voit. Voit was like, "I didn't think I want to. I want to play." And I led the league in home runs last year. I've been a very productive hitter. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna like prove gonna it. Force Basically, you to play me. Yeah, exactly. Because if, if you're batting as well as Luke Voit did last year, and how he's been playing in the last month. Then yeah, you're gonna find him at bats. Yeah. You're gonna figure out whether he's gonna, whether he's gonna DH or whether he's going to pinch hit or what like what it's gonna be. He's going mm-hmm. to be in this game. Like yeah. that, that, you hit that well, you get to play. And like you don't have there's not that urgency when the job is yours as long as you're healthy. Like yeah. you just don't have that urgency. Now obviously a lot of guys don't need that urgency, but like voice had a tough year with injuries and with like just kind of underperforming, like especially with, you know, the kind of hard to perform when you're injured all the time, you know, like void. He doesn't have like, he hasn't had the time like before now he hasn't had the time to like get enough, Mm -hmm. get in a groove, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm back. Two weeks later, he's hurt again. Yeah. It's like, he hasn't had time to just get his swing down. Yeah, totally. Which is, and like, I think it's September now. It's so crazy that, it's been like what April, May, June, July, August, September. It's been five months of baseball. Holy crap! Yeah, just I think know. about like Bobby Dahlbeck is like and Brian Mountcastle, two guys I follow very greatly. They're like living proof that if you keep your guys in the majors, they're gonna figure their shit out, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. 
even Joe Adele, like who like was a very very they, bad. They they kept Joe down for a while, but he seemed to figure his stuff out because he's striking out less. Mm-hmm. But it's fun to watch Bobby and Ryan like they've been up Ryan Mountcastle yeah. was swinging at everything from April to like June, and then since then his like swinging strike rate is way down. He's hitting more home runs. He's walking more, and it's like it's. It's nice to see like guys like them get chances at the big leagues instead of getting sent down to AAA. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because- and sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes there's a huge possibility that Mountcastle just didn't figure it out, and then it's September mm-hmm. now, and he's a horrible player, and he's pulling the team, like, pulling the Orioles down. Can't <laughs> do that. But like, sometimes it works. Sometimes you do need to go to AAA. But it's interesting to see that. Right. And Voit, yeah, Voit needed that kick in the ass. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Literally. They kicked him in the ass. Aaron Boone beat the shit out of him in the dugout. <laughs> so you better fucking hit a home run tonight, in the back. piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the team's been... The Yankees team's are been, looking real good. Yeah. They're looking great. I mean, yeah, they've had the Death Star lineup out there Kluber's a few back. times. Kluber's back. He, you know, he He's was okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was there. He was on the mound. He was on the mound. And look, I think long-term, that's going to be a good thing. I do genuinely think that he makes them a better team. Uh, and I think he makes their rotation better in the playoffs for sure. Got um, experience that means something. I don't. Yeah. It's not like oh he's clutch, but like he yeah. having playoff experience he's is been something. There. Yeah, he knows what it sounds like when everyone's either booing or cheering for him. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, and I mean it, it's uh the the team's cooking. Uh, glad to see them win last night. That brings to mind. I was at the Orioles Jays game yesterday, mm-hmm. and Matt Harvey was on the mound for the Orioles. Oh. Who was having a horrible year because he's not a good pitcher anymore. And Kluber comes to mind when I think of him, too. It's like Harvey was the most famous guy in baseball in 2014. Like, he was the guy. He was dating supermodels. He was the best pitcher in the league. He won the Cy Young. Kluber, a couple years later, 2016, 2017, wins back-to-back Cy Youngs and is, like, the best pitcher on the planet. Not even close. And now they're like, Harvey's way worse than Kluber. Let me put that out there. Yeah. Kluber is still a serviceable arm, but it's so he threw wild a no to see. This year. Yeah, I mean it was Rangers, but I'm just <laughs> no hitters hard. Still no matter counts. What. I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's so weird to think that like seven years ago, Matt Harvey was on the top of the world, and now he's horrible on the Orioles. On a horrible team, yeah. He's yeah. He's, he is an innings eater. That's all he is. Yeah, for a bad team that is going to like be like 30, 40, like going to be like close to forty games behind like whoever oh, wins yeah. the division. They're like, just horrible. They are. But it's so, and if that's what I was thinking about at the game last night, I was like, that is how hard oh, baseball is. they are over is. 40. They are 42 and a half games Oh, back. yeah. They are way back. Like, they are fucking horrendous. But that's how hard baseball is. You could be the best in the game one year and the worst the next year. They, are the worst, they have the worst record in baseball. They are that bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tim Lincecum's another one. Like, he went back-to-back Cy Youngs and was, again, the biggest thing in baseball. And then he was gone. And then... Two years later, he or he was hurt, and then he was on the Angels, and then mm. he was like, "Oh, where's Timmy?" And he's like, "Oh, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's never pitched again." Yeah, and it's like, and he wasn't even old. The he shit? wasn't. He no. didn't get old. He was he thirty-two was like tw- or yeah, something. Yeah, and it's like the shit is bleeding. It it's goes. hard. It's so hard to be a big league pitcher, player, or anything. Like at all. One, someone's already. Someone else also wants that job. Yeah, and they'll be there when you mess up to take your job. And you got to maintain shit. It's hard, man. It was just that was what I was thinking about watching Matt Harvey yesterday. It's like, God damn, that guy was the king. He was the Dark Knight, is what his nickname was. 
It's just... Led the Mets to the World Series. Led the Mets to the World Series. When was the last time you heard that? Didn't they win that year? No. Not they lost the Royals. When did they win last? 20- did the Mets, have the Mets won the World Series? Oh, the Mets have won the World Series, but they won when the was World Series. When was the last time they won? 86? <laughs> no, no, no. They won in the 2000s. Mets World Series. 2015, right? I think the Royals won in 2015. I'm 99.9% yeah, the yeah. Royals won. Yeah, because the Royals lost in 2014 because Bumgarner was uh, you know, the greatest pitcher alive. And now doesn't have an arm because of it. Yeah, and then the Royals won 2015. I don't think the Mets have won the World Series since like 85 or something like crazy like that. Why, why did I think the Mets won in 2015? Well, they no, were there. They were they in were the World there. Series. They were there. They were in no. the show. No, you're correct. They have not won since 1986. Wow. Yeah, that's what Way I Way to go. Uh, congratulations. Alex is a fucking uh, savant with this shit. We were watching... I was watching the the Yankees broadcast a couple weeks ago, I think. And the the trivia... They do a trivia question every oh, night. Oh, yeah. And some of them are really good. Like, I was like... And this one was the best one I had ever, like, heard. And it was... There's three players... Three have, pitchers. No, three, oh, no, three no, players, three players who have put up 16-plus war seasons, right? Is that the mark? I think was, it was, it, was it 12? No, it was 16. I think it was 16-plus war seasons. Yeah. Who are they? Just that, that it was very, very simple. Normally, they're like kind of more tricky language, but it was just like, who are they? And I was like, well, one of them's Babe Ruth, for sure. I didn't and, even think. I was like, Babe Ruth, I don't know. And then, but you said, no, you said... Walter, you were like Walter Johnson because that like, was easy. His shit, like he just is his shit is crazy. Like the stats the make no sense. And and you you were like everyone talks about Dawkins like rookie season and mm-hmm. being so dominant. So 85. I think it's him. And he was one hundred fucking percent correct. It was Babe Ruth. Walter Johnson did it twice. He had like a twenty two war season or something ungodly. No, he did. He if you look one, go to Baseball Reference. And go is this search or no Google like all time single season war leaders and then it shows you the the pictures of all the guys who are on the list. Click on that. That is a hilarious image because it's everyone is in black and white photos until you get to Doc Gooden. <laughs> There's just a black man in a colored fo- like it's a color photo. Oh my god! We'll put that on the screen. I screenshotted it um, when I googled it after because I was like, that is just so funny. It's just a bunch of guys from the 1880s. Babe Ruth, Walter Johnson, and then just Doc Gooden's in the bottom there. Oh God, I I end somehow I ended up it's just position players. How did I? Because Babe Ruth is the leader in that, but yeah. Here. Let me. I'll airdrop you the photo. Oh, I see it. I got it. I got it. Got oh it. my Isn't God! That funny? It's literally no one. It's literally just Doc. It's in the literally bottom. just Doc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my God. Yeah. These, and I think Walter some... Johnson is like top. Like he had like three sixteen more seasons. At least. 16 plus, excuse me. Yeah, Jesus Christ. This is some... Yeah, this is... Walter Johnson was a just a wizard. He must have been like doing shit that just no one has ever seen. You know, no one had ever seen at that point. Like, Yeah, Ty Cobb said that Walter Johnson was the greatest pitcher he ever saw. It's kind of one of those things where like... the Baseball at that time, just kind of... Every 20-ish years, the, someone would come along that just was like... Doing like I don't think that people come along and reinvent baseball as, quite as often anymore. Like, it's 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 smaller adjustments. You know what I mean? I think there are people that do this, and obviously there's people that are so fucking good at the game. Yeah. But I wouldn't say Mike Trout changed the game of baseball. I would say Mike Trout dominated the game of baseball. I think Barry. Cha- Bo- I think Mike Trout changed the game of baseball. Do you in think a way. so? 
He is like I like to hear how. I think Mike Trout is a huge reason why sabermetrics are like even more prominent with fans these days. I think Foolish Baseball, he had that video where uh, it was like sabermetric hot takes, and yeah. someone had a hot take that said, yeah, right. Mike Trout is overrated. War was just made for him. Yeah. And then, then Foolish Baseball said, like, Foolish Bailey. He said, that I disagree. It wasn't made for him. He just, like, revolutionized it, I think, or whatever. I don't right. know what word he used. Right. I think that's true. Like, Mike Trout has shown that, like, you can – he is – like war isn't built for him, but he's shown that he can just put up insane numbers he's of war. He's built for war. He's built for war. Because That's he's, what because he's a center fielder that hits for average and power, and like he and and has and, a, and had good defense, pretty excellent defensive metrics. And was the fast. First, yes, and stole bases. So, so if you can steal forty bases, hit forty home, hit thirty home runs, and, and be like well a really above, it's above average, like you know, be putting up insane numbers. Yeah, then you are going to be very valuable. Like yeah. It's, it's and a, I think that's helped. I wouldn't say it's changed, but I think it's changed. I think it's changed baseball actually. Now that I think, about I see it. what you mean. I see you know what, what you mean? mean. I I do I do see that. See to me, I like think, obviously Moneyball was the main like yeah. sabermetrics like that. Yeah. But like I think for that's just for kids front my offices. age. That's yeah. Moneyball yeah. was for front offices. Mike Trout was for like, the fans. Yeah. What Billy Bean changed things for like front offices and Moneyball illuminating that story obviously changed how a lot of players approach it. You know, I, I just read a profile by Lindsay Adler on Joey Gallo and him talking about reading that book and like approaching his game and being like, I don't need to be like, he, he talked about like, he had always been a home run hitter. Like since he was like eight years old, oh, he yeah. always was taught by his, actually his coach who was uh, Grant Davis or no Grant. I can't remember what, what Chris Bryant's dad Wow. <laughs> was his coach and who like saw like this guy like like he hits Wait, chris bryant's dad was his coach and he was teammates with bryce harper yeah right? and, and that's an took, insane and he took greg, greg maddox's daughter to, to prom. prom like what a life Nevada baseball is crazy especially at that time but yeah it's the best place wow. to play baseball a lot of people retire there that's, that's, what, so that's wild. why is because like chris chris bryant's dad was a he wasn't a major leaguer but he was a he was a minor leaguer for for a couple that's years and anyway. he actually was a minor leaguer in the Red Sox system, went to spring training, and the spring training hitting instructor was Ted Williams. <laughs> so he learned from Ted Williams about Literally the greatest hitter probably of and all time. Who ta- ta- like talked about how like you should like ta- I mean the science of hitting, which is an incredible book, um, is you know it, it, Williams talks about like you shouldn't hit the ball down and you don't need to hit line drives. Like you should kind of pop it up. Like you should. Ted Williams created launching basically is what, and Joey Gallick read this as like a 10 year old and was like, I like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> like, this is like, Ted I, Williams is great. Like he struck out a lot too. Yeah. He struck out a lot, but he still put up 400 batting averages. Obviously. Yeah. He's the greatest hitter ever. I mean, yeah, not, but he at, talks about launch angle. Yeah. He talks about, yeah, he's not trying to hit the ball on the ground. Why the fuck would you want to do that? No, exactly. He's not trying to be like, he was not trying to be each row and he was oh, not I trying to teach the, people how to be each row. You I know saw the I mean? greatest tweet ever last Sunday when A-Rod was calling Sunday night baseball. Cause he said, and I quote, I don't know. And I quote, I paraphrase. He said, A-Rod said, don't try, don't worry about the launch angles and the exit velocities. Just try and hit the ball hard up the middle. So you want us to hit the ball hard, so exit velocity, and you want to launch it enough so it gets up. Okay, A-Rod. It's just like, (laughs) like, A-Rod, 
you're just coming at you're using phrases from 20 years ago. Yeah, this is what we call it now. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're we're using we're just talking up about the middle. We're talking about the same thing. We're on the same page, <laughs> but like, or we're on the same book. You're arguing, but you're on the last page. Yeah, we need you're to get, arguing about the words we're using. Yeah, we're talking about like we agree. Like it's you, not like good hitting fucking, is good hitting. It doesn't yeah. matter what you call it. Like Mike Trout is not going to the plate. And saying, I need a 30-degree yeah. launch angle and 110 exit velocity. Yeah. No, he's trying to hit the ball hard up the middle. Yeah, Sometimes like, it turns out it goes to the left field seats. Yeah. But that's just how it works. Bryce Harper <laughs> isn't bringing a protractor out to the yeah. play. Like, we're not... Get your head out of your ass, A-Rod. Like, it's so funny. We're not... Like, it, no one... This isn't about the practice. Like, no one's actually worried about the launch angle when they go up there. But it can tell you a lot about, like, your approach. If yeah, you Joey notice... Joey Cal isn't thinking about launch angle. He's thinking about launch launching the ball period because yeah. he that's how he swings and you can see you know hey this I, I in this whole stretch i've been slumping like i'm my launch angle's way down like i need to adjust my swing and you're te- you're tooling things up you're not it, 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 it it's all about the pre stuff when you're in the box you're not thinking about any of this stuff you might be thinking about it in practice because you're like yeah you know you're not thinking the exact angle but you're thinking i need to get more loft on the ball I need to get under it more. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. That you is, come to the plate, it's just, okay, well, it's hopefully he throws me a fastball in a good spot. It reminds me of something Charlie Parker said. He said, you you practice and you practice and practice and you get up on the bandstand and you forget all that shit and you just blow. Like, it, it, it paraphrasing, but like, yeah. it, it, there's so much practice is about understanding as much information as you possibly can, soaking it all and into that, your brain. Stays as in your brain. soon as you get up there, that, that shit has already been absorbed into you. You don't think about it. So like no, the idea true. that people are going up there and thinking about exit velo and launch angle is insane. They're not thinking about that. But there's such helpful tools for us to understand in the meta about like, oh man, like this is like why this swing feels bad or why this swing feels good yeah. is because of these underlying things. It's like understanding the parts that make up a swing. Like these are like the individual, it's not like, it, it's like taking it apart and being like, okay, well yeah. we can adjust this and we can adjust this on its own. It's hard to just be like, it's hard to adjust a swing. It's a very complex motion mm-hmm. that is like built up over years and years and years. But if you can take it apart piece by piece with these mechanics and these this thing about language, man, it must be a lot easier to like actually retool things, especially oh, yeah. in the middle of a season, you know, especially in the middle of a game. That's why guys were watching so much film on the bench. That's why they have those iPads because they're like... As Avalon up. calls them, iPad babies. <laughs> <laughs> I am iPad baby. That's what JD Martinez is. Because JD, he's, he's a DH, yeah, so yeah. he just he just swings and he either hits it or he doesn't. And he walks in the dugout, he just looks at the film, and, and then they Paw, say, it's "Put your helmet on, JD." And yeah. he's like, "All right," and he walks out. Yeah, there's Paw Patrol on there. Yeah, he's exactly. Got, he's he's got, not looking at film. He's got Dora. He's playing. He's watching. Uh, he's playing Candy Peppa Crush. Pig. He's playing Candy Crush. Oh, JD, Jumbo Dogs, my father. JD Martinez. But like the funny thing, it's like, yeah, it's like A Rod, you were trying to hit home runs. You weren't you were trying to hit home runs, A Rod. You weren't thinking about exit velocity launch angle. Neither is Joey Gallup. Yeah, you exactly. were just trying to hit the ball hard. And you just these tools are available to modern players. The second that the ball comes off the bat, we know exactly but what Joey the- Gallup is also like he doesn't care about singles, which is a good approach. Like it's yeah. a fine approach because it works. And that's what kind of what he was saying about Moneyball was that 
he when he like looked at that he's like yeah i know that like singles aren't like there's no like singles have some value over a bunt but like or over a walk but like mm-hmm. most of the time they don't they and never so, really do I yeah mean, unless when there's no one on base when there there's is. no one on base when there's a guy on third and one out yeah singles better yeah there's but, there's sometimes a knock is better than a walk but, but like, it's 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 most of the time like he's just like he's a he just realized that he could be a 200 hitter and be very valuable and yeah. like that changed that changed how he played baseball and i think Joey Gallo in my opinion has changed how baseball is played more than almost anyone no, since 2015 like I wrote a story about that that's what i mean when i say that like i don't think trout has changed the game that much there's been players like trout is like mickey mantle Mickey, like I think Mickey Mantle probably changed his the game a lot. Comp, it's, his, it's literally his closest comp, but they play the game in a way that is like it's conventional, but it's just dominant. It is fucking dominant. A guy like Joey Gallo has a very different approach. He's not the five tool athlete. He cannot hit for power and average. I mean, he could maybe if he, he could hit for power. He could hit for power. <laughs> no, I can't, I'm not. He can't hit for both at the same yeah, time. Oh, true, yeah, true. He might like it's it's. And, and I think it's... Similar. But he has elite plate discipline and elite yes, eye. Exactly. So he can be a 400 OBP guy. Like, but he just... He, 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 his approach, I think, changed the game dramatically. Like, I think he is one of the most influential players. And I think people hate him because... Hate his approach because of that. I see, like, a certain baseball writer... Or not even a writer, like just somebody who likes baseball and and, and uh, runs a podcast. Like I saw them complaining about Joey Gallo because he strikes out so much, and it's like, if you just like you think this is bad. Here's how you. Here's <laughs> what you say. You just say, think about strikeouts as a pitcher stat because that's what they are. Fuck off. <laughs> pitcher mm. strikeouts are a pitcher stat. I don't care. I literally do point. not give a shit. I you could strike out two hundred times a season easily. But if you are an above average hitter and your weighted runs created, who cares? Yeah, because so many. Yeah, because there. I was talking. There was these guys behind me at the game last night, and they were talking about batting average. And oh, this guy is a two twenty. It was Mountcastle. I remember he has a two twenty batting average. It's like, yeah, who cares? He has a three thirty on base percentage. Yeah. That means thirty three percent of the time he's getting on base. That's excellent. That is amazing. It's not elite. It's, it's not elite. Pretty. But it's better than average. It's I think. Gotta, I think three thirty has got to be above average. And it's like, what? Like it's like with Jeremy Frank. I always think about it. Jeremy Frank on Twitter. He was just like, batting average is better than on base percentage if you think that a single and walk are not, or yes, if you think a single and walk are not the same. Mm-hmm. It's like they're both equally as valuable, and so why why does one stat matter more than the other? Batting yeah. average can be looked at, like Tim Anderson. Look at his batting average, but also look at his on-base percentage. They're, the on-base is always going to be better than the batting average, obviously. Yeah, but it, like, it can't be worse. Imagine that. Can it? That'd no. Be, no, that'd be impossible. But it's like, then you, if you think batting average is king, then like you're, you're going to undervalue Yasmani Grandal, yes. who is literally Another, about to break a record for the lowest batting average and highest on OPS. I was just about to bring him up because, one, he came he back. Did. Short. We actually went to came see back and hit two home runs in the in, in, in this first game back. We came, we came, and we went to see the Blue Jays and White Sox here in Toronto. Yeah, first game I'd been to in years, and uh, one, it was great. The seats, not great, but they were they were okay. The block and the Megatron, but we could see pretty well. Yeah, um, it wasn't horrible. They were decent seats though. 
they were manageable seats for pretty cheap seats they were, they were cheap bad. um but we ended up um seeing a pretty it was a pretty good game no yasmani and no Timmy no A, Timmy a which, was, uh, which was disappointing. Good game, though. Yeah, Lou Bob was back. Eloy was there. I mean, within, Ray was hitting a like, bomb. within five pitches, the the Jays were down 3 nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was like eight pitches, I think, because Lou Bob swings the first pitch and lines it to center. Should have been a double. And then Moncada, yeah. Moncada beats the shift and hits it down the third baseline. Yeah. And then Abreu takes two pitches and puts the third one in the bullpen. <laughs> and then... I said he booked him, and then I almost got kicked out of Rogers Center because the guy thought I think he's thought I said I fucked him. <laughs> oh, he fucked him. He's family friendly. Like what? Family friendly? What? When does that happen? I, <laughs> I've never been told that. Yeah, that was that was unusual. That was unusual. And if it I, was I, I told loud. him, if I swore, I apologize. But he wouldn't tell me what I said, which was was frustrating. I was like, well, what did I say? Just whisper it. I won't tell anyone <laughs> you yell said it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't yell it, sir. This is family friendly. But I got that from Joey Gallo because Joey Gallo is the goat. I remember him. That's a mic'd up episode where he's just on deck. Todd Fraser hits a home run. He's like, oh, he booked him. Oh, yeah, he booked him. Yeah. And he's just like so happy. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that was fun. That was amazing. Last night, the guy, there was a guy literally as soon as Cedric Mullins stepped to the plate, the leadoff hitter for the game, he was screaming. Like he was hammered before a pitch was thrown. Oh, this guy God. behind us. And yeah, he got kicked out pretty quick. But really? oh yeah, because he was just screaming. He was making it horrible for everyone, like screaming. Ugh. Like I yell, like I'll yell when something good happens. Yeah. Or like Mount Castle was up. I was like, let's go, Ryan. But like this guy was just nonstop, and it was like he was speaking Latin. Like we didn't know what he was saying. <sighs> he was like, oh six, guys six. And it was like, what are you saying, brother? And then they kicked him out. By Such like an the expensive third. place to get drunk. That's the thing. It's like I paid I paid eleven dollars for a beer last night, and so we spent sixteen on beers last time. Yeah. And it's like Jesus Christ, that's yeah. a huge tab if you want to get hammered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Those were big beers, but like, yeah, you need a couple of those to get blasted. Yeah, that's just not. A, that's not a an economical <laughs> way to get drunk, especially when you spend fifty dollars on a ticket and get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, true. Jeez, it was like, why, dude? These are good seats. Enjoy them. Yeah, I felt bad because he was with his like. It looked like either his girlfriend and another guy was with him. I was just like, dude, you're just making it really uncomfortable because you're they're sitting beside you. Yeah, that <laughs> and, sucks. You know, but yeah, we should go see the Yankees anyways. when they're in town. That's. Uh, I was thinking about that, but they're gonna be expensive. They're not too bad. No, same same price. Right. Yeah, I want to go see the last game of the year. They're playing the Orioles again, yeah, October third. I was thinking of doing that because that will probably be the last. I mean, not going to count the Jays out, but that will maybe be their last game of the season too. Yeah, let's. I mean, let's talk about the the playoff race as it stands at the moment. Um, we'll get into some more news stuff as we uh, we have a couple more news items to talk about, but we'll just do a little overview right now. Um, not too much. I mean, I guess I don't know what it was like when we talked last, but Yankees and Red Sox have the two wild card spots. Yankees have the first one by two games, that which means be. does that mean they get um, a home field advantage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then Oakland's a game and a half back of the Red Sox. Seattle's three and a half. Toronto's four and a half. No one else matters. Um, I mean, I'm still unsure what will happen. I I don't know. I mean, it's 
I just uh, hope it stays as is. One, because I'm a Red Sox yeah. fan, and you're a Yankees fan. Yes, that Two, would be great. Because that would be an insane wild card game. The Yankees versus the Red Sox. <laughs> With Chris Sale and Garrett Cole on the mound, that would be insane. We will... That'd be, that, would pro- that could possibly be the best game of the whole playoffs and be the first one. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Like if, Cole if, if and that does sale. happen, we're gonna live stream us watching that. So if you want to hang oh, out God, with us, yeah. things are either getting thrown or someone's getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 hang out with you on stream. We'll just watch that. Oh, that'd be good. We should do that because I mean, John Boy and Jake have been doing that, and it seems like it's kind of a fun time. To be honest, I don't want to do it for too many playoff games because I want to be able to enjoy them. Uh, oh no! On, but uh, that one might be actually fun to do because uh, I think our fans. Well, I don't know what, what our fans, uh, what what teams they cheer for, um, but uh, I feel like we could get some uh, some homies on that one. Um, so that's that's the AL. That's how it's it's panning out. Um, I yeah, mean, excited to see the Marlins. They're winning the division right now. You know, it's gonna be good. At least is theirs. Uh, yeah. That's what I've told myself, and yeah. no one can change that. Well, yeah, the Braves got that. No, yeah, the Mets. The Mets are the Mets. Well, yeah, the, the I, we'll get into a reason why I think the Mets are are close to giving up, are uh, should give up. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, the Braves they went on a nice little run. Um, they've Steve Cullen, they've again. lost three in a row. Um, but you know, I mean, like I I think they'll hold on to the division. Well, they lost three in a row to the Dodgers. That's kind of expected. It's a tough. I mean, it doesn't. Dodgers are in first now too. Well, yeah, that's what that's what I wanted to get to. The Dodgers are leading their division. San Francisco Giants are now the top wild card spot by thirteen games. Like that's how good the NL West is. Yeah, they just fucking dominate. There's yeah, a chance. Yeah, there's a chance three teams from that division make the playoffs. Yeah, because the 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 Reds have the second spot right now, but the Padres are just half a game back, and yeah. then the Phillies are two games back of them, which is kind of crazy when you think about it that an NL East team is that close, like to grabbing a wild card spot. I hope like, the Reds get it. Then, though. I love the Padres, but I hope the Reds get it. I would love to see them get some playoffs. I think like, it would be a huge disappointment if this Padres team didn't even make the postseason. I think that would be yeah. Oh yeah, not definitely. for me personally. Like I mean, I like them, but I, I'm I, worried about the Padres. They made some bad trades. Not bad, but like long term, not yeah. good. But who cares about the long term? Fuck the long term. This pod, this pod is sponsored fu- by David Dombrowski. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> the long term. Well, but, don't fuck the. I mean. If if you're the Giants, I don't think fuck, fuck the long term. Fuck the long term. But if you're if you're the Padres, I think you like. I they've thrown the long term out though. They've I traded know. everyone away. I know that's the problem. Like I think. Yeah, the trades not the Blake Snell one is one I was looking at. I was like, oh my lord, they gave up the they gave up Patino. Yeah, who I think is going to be an absolute stud, major league, you know, pitcher. Yeah, he's like pretty not bad, but not great. And I saw him pitch against the Red Sox twice, and he doesn't. His stuff doesn't even look half of what it could be, and he's still just mowing hitters down because he yeah. throws ninety eight. Yeah, and he has a pretty good slider and a changeup, and he p- plays for the Rays, so he's just like they develop people. Yeah, who's yeah. gonna develop? Oh, the Rays. Okay, yeah. well, so like he will be fine. Every time you trade a pitcher to the Rays, if you're like it, it, it it's it gonna come be, back to bite you. It must be weird to make trades with the Rays because like you know those motherfuckers the are scheming. It's <laughs> like if the Rays are like, hey. We're interested in Jed Lowry. That's for Rand. I know he's on the A's, but if the Rays are like, actually, that's a bad example. Who's in? Tri- who's a good 
Jeter Downs. Let's say Jeter Downs is on the Red Sox. He's having a pretty bad year, but he's still their number two prospect. Right. The Rays call, hey, we want Jeter Downs. While he's having a horrible year, you got to think as Heim Bloom, as manager of the Red Sox. Like, what do they know that we don't? What know? do they know about Jeter Downs that we don't? Yeah. Which is which is funny. Those motherfuckers are scheming, man. They're just good. They're just the best. They're just so good at developing talent. Yeah. And like. No one can use their bullpen better. No one. Someone had a tweet yesterday. They were like, if we still did the 40-man rosters in September, the Rays would never lose a game because no. they'd have the best bullpen alive. Dude, they... They, they, they could w- do bullpen games every game, and it wouldn't hurt them ever. And the they Rays would have their best will, starters ready for September, for October. The Rays will have a full bullpen of people that throw, like, either... Abs- Stable not, of them. Either, yeah, 98, like, 99 gas with weird movement shit, or, like... Guys that throw arm angles that you've never seen and like shit that like guys that have like one inning guys that have like this weird niche that they've carved out like and they have like Nick Anderson. They made Aaron fucking loop good. Like Like, that's insane. Like he was on his way out of the league. They have a full bullpen of those guys and you've never heard of them. (laughs) Like they would never get recognized in a bar. JT Shagwa was just pitching. I saw. Fire Eisen. Or not Fire Eisen. Yeah, is it Fire Eisen? JP Fire Eisen. Drew Rasmussen, the Willie Adamas trade. That trade is perfect for both sides. Yeah, that's a classic win-win. The Rays get another two fucking 98 mile an hour righties and the Brewers got their star. Yeah. Like they are just the perfect example of a team that like they have so many guys that are so good that you'll never, they will never get recognized in yeah. Tampa. They could walk out in the streets and no one would know who they are, but they're like amazing and like they will win them a World Series potentially. Yeah. We're going to take a break and then we're going to continue this Rays conversation. Sounds good. Yeah. We're back and uh, a few more things to talk about. Um, oh, the Rays. Oh, yeah. What were you saying about the Rays? Oh, yeah. Brett Phillips. Brett Phillips, the king. Uh, again, another f- example of the Rays developing a guy who didn't look like he was going to be good at all. Um, he was talking to the media, and he was saying, like, the Rays came into the league in 1998, I think it was. 1998, they were, like, became a team, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. And uh, so he was talking about how he thinks the reason there's not as many Rays fans now is because everybody who was born around 1998 so like me and kind of you mm-hmm. their parents were fans of other teams mm-hmm. because they didn't have a team or like they're a fan of the marlins yeah right or they're fan you know whatever other team so now so there wasn't fans because they just everyone already had other teams so if you like grew up in 99 like you're born in 1999 like me yeah your parents probably like the braves let's say so yeah. you just became yeah, a braves right, fan right and so he was talking about how like He's seeing he's seeing more and more young fans come out to games now because they're younger and yeah. so their parents their parents are are starting to become like we're already fans of the Rays you know right. what I mean right because if you were born in it was like, poorly explained but you know so like yeah if you were born in like 2010 so if you're the 11 Rays years missed old a generation yeah because they you know, just didn't have a team yeah, <laughs> so right. it's like right guys like my dad our dad didn't. If obviously we didn't grow up in Tampa, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't have been a Rays fan yeah. even if he lived there because he would have already had a team he wanted. Yeah, he liked. It's so true. Which I was thinking was so interesting. So it's like it takes. A I long think this time. whole conversation with yeah. the Rays not having fans in twenty yeah. years is going to be insanely different. Yeah, because like, what's the newest team other than the Rays? Like, it takes a long time to build up a fan base in general. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know the, Expo, the Nationals, but like they were the Expos before that. 
Yeah, the Rays, the Rays straight up were not a team. Like they they weren't moved, right? They were an expansion team. So yeah. like, and it's already a market that like, Tampa Bay is not a huge city, you know, and like it's not massive. It's not even the biggest city in yeah, Florida. It's not Miami. It's not Miami. And the Miami thing- already had a team that at the time the Rays were created had just won a, a World Series yeah. the year before and was like obviously so it's like about if you to collapse were in but- Florida. You'd be a Florida Marlins. Fan. Yeah, they and they were the Florida Marlins too. They were they were from Miami, but they were called the Florida Marlins at yeah. the time because and so they represented the whole state. So you already it's not like when the Blue Jays came here, and they were an expansion team, but they were the only game in town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like they were you know they, they still are. And also if you think about team. it like it's so much harder to get to the Rays Stadium because it's in the middle not the middle of nowhere, but like you have to drive to that to get there, even right. if you live in Tampa. Like it's a it's a mission to get there, but then you got the Red Sox and the Yan- the Yankees are downtown in the Bronx. You yeah. know, it's not hard to get there. Same with there's our, no subway system. Same with Rogers Tampa, Center. Like yeah. Rogers Center is directly I take the streetcar right downtown. Right it's there. so easy to get to. There's Blue Jays. It's way, in the like, middle of the city, but Tampa the yeah. the stadium is outside the city, which is kind of how it is in a lot of places. That's like the, and the Angels like I don't know how far away it is, but it's not in L.A. No, like, like the Angels don't it's in play. Anaheim. Well, yeah, and, 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 and it's like a lot of places that is the problem. So that's not the only thing. But, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great observation, actually. I never really thought about that because it does take – if you're in a saturated market, it takes a long time to build a fan base, you know? Yeah. And, and if you're not a team that's already established – and, I mean, they didn't have a ton of success until, you know, what, 2006 was kind of the first time they were in the, the hunt and, like um, – like they've they've had success. I mean, they've been immensely successful as of late, obviously, and have built up one of the greatest analytics uh, yeah. teams in sports. Frank, like their their farm is, you know, their their analytics squad is. Yeah, they got a great. It's unfucking real. Like they they and they you know they're obviously like have built themselves, but you know it's kind of the whole model is that you're not. Who would you buy a jersey of? Like I'd buy a Brett Phillips jersey, but like Brandon Lau. I, I, yeah. Like there is stars on that team. They're just not Nelson marketed. Cruz now. <laughs> like, Nelson Cruz, yeah. 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 Hopefully, yeah. If they re-sign him. Holy shit. Probably not, but there are stars on that team. Like uh, and Wander, obviously. Wander. Wander yeah. is going to be. Jal Bruhan next. You know, like. Yeah, there's stars on that team. They're just not marketed. Yeah. And like I was seeing this like whole thing on Twitter. That Robert Flores, who I think he's some guy who does shit on MLB Network, and he, they were doing a segment on MLB Network. He was doing a segment about the the Rays, or it was I don't know. The Rays were talked about. I didn't watch the segment, and they were talking about Brandon Lau. Oh yeah, they were talking about Brandon Lau because mm-hmm. he had the I think he had like a hundred and sixty one way to runs created plus in August or something like that. Yeah, and they literally used a picture of uh. God, Jacob Lau, who is in AAA for the Rays. And it's like, when you say there's no stars and you don't, but then you just don't market the ones you have mm-hmm. and then also use pictures of other players, how do you expect people to like like the players, uh-huh. you know? Like uh-huh. you you are the problem in a way. Like the media is a problem in, in that. Like if you're not going to show the right picture of Brandon Lau, who that man is, then yeah. how do you expect people to like him? Yeah, and I mean, Brandon Lau is a stud. Like he's having an insane year. He's an elite player, mm -hmm. but like, it's he's not marketed. You wouldn't know know, that if you don't watch the race. You wouldn't know that. Yeah, 
I mean, I wouldn't. I watch the Rays because they're in the Red Sox division. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to watch Rays games if I they do weren't. Not. I do it's not. just they play the Red Sox 19 yeah. times a year, you know? Yeah, exactly. But it's, yeah, it's just like this whole thing is, like, oh, the Rays don't have fans. But it's like, yeah, well, it's also, it's hard to get to the ballpark. There's what Brett Phillips said. Mm-hmm. It is wild to see that there was like 6,800 people there at the last two games that the Red Sox were in town. Yeah. But Brett Phillips was talking. He's like, I remember people were like Kiermaier was telling him because Kiermaier has been there his whole career. And he was mm-hmm. like saying like when the Red Sox and Yankees were in town, it was all Yankees and Red Sox fans. Yeah. But now he's saying it's like, now it's like half and half. Like we're getting there. Right. Like half race fans, half Red Sox fans. He's like, yeah, I mean that we're, we're used to seeing the Yankees have that honestly everywhere they go. Like I genuinely, I watch a lot of Yankees games. They go wherever they go, like other than Fenway basically and maybe dodger stadium like they have lots of fans oh, yeah. angel stadium sounds like fucking old yankee stadium when the, they hit a home run it's we, genuinely crazy when i was at the game yesterday i saw one orioles jersey one at rogers yeah. center but when i go the red Sox are in town i see a lot of red Sox yeah. jerseys. they're yeah. a popular team obviously yeah but they and, win and especially like in florida it's like you get a mixed bag because like so many people retire to florida or vacation yeah. in florida so like you'll it's have people that come from everywhere so building a, a fan base in general i i don't know what the population in florida like changing is but like seasonal like summer population in florida versus winter population in florida has got to be a pretty dramatic oh, yeah. increase like it, it it's got to be like pretty oh, insane 100%. so like and you only play in the summer, yeah. you know. So like, and most people don't go down until. Yeah, Tampa's huge for hockey. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I want to say I don't they're know. They're huge for football too. They almost they won the True. Super Bowl last year. They're like they're a and team. They won the Stanley Cup. In in the series in in one calendar year or one twelve month period, they won a Super Bowl, won a Stanley Cup. And went to the World Series yeah. and then won another Stanley Cup. Yeah, and then won another one. They're a fucking powerhouse, but you'd never know it. Like, yeah. be, like by like looking at like their attendance numbers. Yeah. I don't know what the hockey attendance numbers are. Obviously, the Bucks are a huge draw and like have been even when they were horrible, which they were for a long time. They were a pretty poorly managed team mm-hmm. for, for most of the 2000s. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, like... It's such an interesting. It, it really is. Every year, you told me not to underestimate the Rays. You Never. Know, I I I was a fool and I did. So, let's talk about another team that's just been horribly mismanaged forever, the Mets. Um, <laughs> so big news from uh, Joel Sherman actually, who's a uh, reporter for the New York Post, a baseball reporter, great reporter. Um, does a lot of stuff on the Mets and the Yankees. Um, he, um. He he reported that. Uh, let me find it. Sorry. Um, God damn it. He reported that the uh, general manager Zach Scott, the general manager of the Mets, very important position for those who who don't know, uh, was arrested for allegedly drunk driving. Uh, though it has been confirmed, he 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 has pleaded not guilty. Uh, to driving under the influence, but he 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 has yeah, been he charged. Yeah, he found like asleep in his car. Yeah, and he was at the Connecticut home of team owner Steve Cohen, uh, noted a uh, good guy, no qu- no notes. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was a fundraiser, but um, he was he left the place around like nine p.m. Was arrested seven hours later. Yeah, that's the thing. So at like four in the morning. Yeah, which is like. 
what was going on there. Yeah, what were you doing for those seven hours? <laughs> Driving drunk. <Yeah. laughs> but like the Mets have placed him on administrative leave, you know, and like this is a whole thing. And obviously, like this is coming amidst the Mets having a pretty bad collapse. Like they have mm-hmm. been they've been that. They yeah, they the were thumbs down scandal. The, oh, and we didn't even get to that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So and then and then this comes after, you know, the Mets players were apparently since like August 6th, somebody, yeah. uh, they had been doing this thumbs down thing because Mets fans were booing them because Mets fans, you know, like are, you know, kind of like Yankees fans. They like boo want people. their team to win. They want their team to win. And like, they are pretty vocal, you know, they're New York and like, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, that's their goddamn fucking right. They pay for those tickets. They can come in and say anything within a certain limit. And one of those things is boo, yeah. uh, you know, and, and I guess the Mets just were like not happy with that. And it's like, well, fucking play better, you know, like. And so they started doing this thumbs down celebration, which is like, what the fuck? This is so stupid. And nobody noticed it for like a month because the Mets suck so much. They had nothing to celebrate. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> no then, one was getting on base. And then people noticed and, and they were like asked Javi Baez about it. And he was like, I just feel like I it sucks to, to have them boo us. And like, we don't want to be booed, basically. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, grow up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, come yeah, on. Yeah, and for him... and you played Lind- in Chicago. There's no way you didn't get booed. Yeah, like that 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 crowd is fucking ruthless, too. Like, like so... It's such a... It was just weird. And you it's guys like, sucked, like, for a long time. I don't want to use the whole, oh, you get paid millions of dollars. But, dude, what the... Fu- <laughs> it's literally your job. Lindor, how are you going to make $30 million a year and, like, get... And be well... Ab- below average and then get mad when people are booing you yeah it's like like dude you guys fucking held the division for most of the year and have just collapsed in the last month and like you are just a bad team at this point there was if like if they didn't have a good comeback and play and like a couple things not go their way they would have got swept yeah. by the marlins yeah like yeah they, yeah that that east or seven. they play tonight but they would have lost the last three games yeah that's a real possibility like and so it's like you guys are just not playing well. Of course you're going to get booed. It's New York. Like, Baez, what did you think when you came over here? Yeah. Like, they're just going to be like, oh, yay. He strikes out. Good job. Yeah. Like, you're having yeah, a yeah, horrible yeah. season. And, like, you're, a, you know, somehow, like, scored a big deal. So, like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I find that shit so petty. And as a Braves fan, obviously, I love watching the Mets collapse and, like, give, yeah. us, give us the division. But, like, it's very stupid. And, like, that's happening and their gm is uh you know like drunk driving which you know sounds sounds about right sounds like what they've been doing for the whole season uh and also they picked up brad hand <laughs> oh <laughs> which god. if i've never Thank seen god he didn't go to i've Red Sox. never seen a more clear sign that someone has given up than signing brad hand that's so i mean he's a left-handed pitcher you know the fact that he pitched it all for the jays was pretty sad but <laughs> I mean, what the Brad fuck? Is so garbage. The Mets are just. Brad Hand was a like, I, when he signed with the Nationals, I said that's not going to work out for him, and it didn't. He's just getting old. He doesn't throw hard anymore. His stuff doesn't break. It's just bad. That's a recipe for not success. Yep. It's a recipe for failure. Yeah. Your stuff isn't breaking, and you're not throwing as hard. Oh boy. Buckle up. <laughs> Strap in, bitch. Yeah. No, it's so true, and 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 I I just uh, Steve Cohen's such a fucking idiot, man. He gets his team to trade for Javi Baez, and then tweets that he doesn't like that they don't have plate discipline. Like, why did you trade for the leader in strikeouts? Like, what are we doing, Steve? I just hate him just being like. I just hate his fucking tweets. I mean, just like fuck you. It's dude. like when Trump 
was president and tweeted. It's like, dude, put the phone down. Don't. No, tweet. I loved that. I loved when Trump tweeted. Like, why? Was, like, it's like you have so much more important shit to do. But he didn't. That's a, that he exposed that the president doesn't have more important That's things true. to do, and That's neither true. does the owner. But Steve Cohen just comes off like Steve a fucking Cohen. douche. Like, yeah, yeah, be like the other owners and just you know like shut the fuck as up. A billionaire hedge fund manager. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> That's comes, Steve Cohen. Exactly, comes out exactly. Who lets his GMs drive home drunk? You know, a really good guy. Oh, I wouldn't use. I wouldn't blame Steve Cohen for him. I'm personally blaming him. Was I know that short or Scott, whatever. I thought it was short. It's Scott. That guy's an idiot. Like, well, obviously, but. Ah, God. This is an anti-Steve Cohen podcast, but what's well, this anti-billionaire podcast? Steve Cohen's oh, absolutely, a pompous asshole. Billionaire should not exist. But he also called Kumar Rocker a bad investment because he would have to pay him to have Tommy John surgery. Like, what the fuck? To all my mess fans out there, you know, grab a friend, grab a drink, and ride this one out in silence because this this one this one's going to be rough. I think this. I, I think there's no chance your team comes back. I think that. God, the clip that. Phillies have a better chance of winning the division. Yeah, clip that shit. I don't give a fuck. I think the I Phillies... hope the Braves blow the division now. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Anyway, I think that's all for today. So we're gonna end it. Um, hope you are taking care of yourself out there. Uh, we will be back next week with another pod, and and yep. uh, you know we're gonna you know just uh, keep doing our thing. So. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.